Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. The, indeed, it's another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It's One Man's Opinion, everybody. How you feeling? You guys good? Everybody doing well on this uh this doldrum of a sports week, not a lot going on, at least for the football fans. It's all right. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Remember, we're not just talking sports. We're not just talking football. We're talking about life. We're talking about everything here on this show. This show is all about you. So things and items that you want to hear talk about, remember to hit me up. Who am I in case you just stumbled in? I am Jeff Mann. So you can find my work over at fantasyguru.com all things seasonal fantasy sports over there including the 2021 fantasy baseball draft guide uh, the super bowl rankings and projections for super bowl 55 over there as well off-season content free agency um, the nfl draft everything will be over there at fantasyguru.com elitefantasy.com for all things daily fantasy sports our nba team is kicking ass and taking names as we speak so is the nhl guys those guys that's probably your biggest advantage in nhl over the competition elitefantasy.com elitesportsbetting.com for all your legalized sports betting needs follow me jeff bands at Jeff underscore Mans, M-A-N-S on Twitter. The Jeff Mans, all one word on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. I am there for you. This is episode 50, folks. Looks, look, Ma, we made it. 50 episodes of this podcast. Who would have ever thought? Because uh, we started this, I believe, the first episode I recorded on a March 1st of this year or of 2020 in this year. Jesus Christ, Jeff. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, May 1st, March 1st, before the pandemic. And uh, it, it was a while. A lot of things going on in the world. This thing called coronavirus. Oh, that's not going to be a big deal. I literally said that on the show and was never more fucking wrong in my life. But uh, it was a good time. You know, I'm, we made it to episode 50. Very proud of that. And we'll keep marching forward. We got a lot to talk about. We'll get into a variety of topics today. The plan, at least, who knows where it'll take me over the next 60 minutes, which is what I like to keep this podcast to. I am solo today, but I do want to reflect on episode 49 that uh, has been one of our highest downloaded podcasts of all time, which all time one here. Woo, look at us. Take that, Babe Ruth. Uh, but episode 49 with me and Rob Brink, we talked about the sort of history, the evolution of uh, the Elite Sports Network and Guru Elite and all that good stuff and great feedback. And you guys uh, like that episode. Uh, it's very well received. I appreciate each and every one of you downloading it and telling a friend and listening and uh, commenting on what you think and other questions that you have. I'm going to answer some of those questions. I wanted to follow up on episode 49 here today. I also will give some feedback, my thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship games preview, very quick preview of Super Bowl 55 between Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Next week's episode, uh, I'm going to bring Ted Schuster along and we're going to do a um, big old 
uh, Super Bowl 55 preview show for you. But in that spirit, because I don't think we'll get to it next week, I want to go over some party games. I want to go over some things for you guys to do to enjoy the Super Bowl, things that I partake in and different ways that you could celebrate the Super Bowl. Likely, a lot of us are going to be limited on our party going. I usually have a huge party here at the man's estate every single year for the Super Bowl, And uh, usually I'm traveling. I cover these things. I went to seven straight Super Bowls before uh, actually last year, I somehow did not go and it turned out to be a blessing in disguise, but uh, I'm not going this year either to, to the Super Bowl in Tampa. And, but I like, I like hanging out. I like watching the game. I like having fun commercials, pregame, post-game, players different things you could do with your family your wife girlfriend husband boyfriend your kids neighbors relatives who aren't that into sports you know we'll get a couple hardcore fantasy games in here for the diehards the people if you have a very heavy sports watching conglomerate that you that are watching the games with you watching the game with you or uh, and we'll go all to random things that everybody will like and the whole family can enjoy my family for the most part uh i'm way into it of course the wife eh, doesn't really care the two older girls eh, moderately but don't really care my son's all the way into it so we have a, a lot of games that we all could enjoy things that we could play to make the whole game fun it's a holiday for me i love the super bowl man i don't care who's playing it doesn't bother me uh, i know that my bears will never be in it so who cares right I just like uh, having some fun watching a big football game and enjoying it with friends and family and everybody you can this year. Like I said, I'm not having a big party. I will have my media family here as well. I got some, a uh, couple family members local here in Arizona. They're going to come over, but uh, otherwise very small gatherings given this, you know, our environment right now. Nevertheless. So I'll talk about that on this show as well. So a lot to get to today. Uh, episode 49 let's get into it you know some feedback from it's been almost almost all positive from the episode with rob brink surprisingly none of our former co-workers have really come at us uh, they don't dare come at me they will go to rob because i think they feel they could intimidate him for whatever reason but uh, or they just want to I don't know. He'll listen to them, I guess. I'll, I, I'm not going to listen uh, to some of them. But, you know, I, I think we're, at least the hope is that we're fair and balanced and told the story accurately and however it, it looked for each individual. So how it goes, I didn't really throw anybody majorly under the bus, I don't think. There's stories I can do. There was people, a lot of folks ask, well, you know, you say there's it was wild and crazy. Well, what were some of the wild and crazy things? I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like here's the deal with that. Right. There's no, there's no benefit to outing somebody just to out them and embarrass them. There's no, I don't get any satisfaction. That's something that it's taken me a long time to accomplish in my life. Folks is uh, not feeling better about myself because I tore somebody else down. Right. That doesn't make me feel better about myself. And, and there, believe me, there was a time where it did. There was a time that's what I did. I 
talk I've talked about on this podcast where when I started out in the fantasy sports industry, my first order of business was comparing myself to Matthew Barry and I'll show him. Oh, I'll show Matt what I oh I'm gonna be, you know, and that was like an actual thought of mine. I actually felt like, oh, I gotta do that, you know. It was a bad it was a stupid idea. Yeah, it was a very, very stupid thing to do. It was a bad idea. I regret some of the things I said or inferred at that time. I didn't get anything. My career went nowhere. My career in this industry didn't go anywhere till I started finally just worrying about myself and the people, whoever would listen to what the fuck I was saying. You know, that that once I got that, and I that's why I cherish it to this day. And I think that's something that came through on the podcast about Robin myself is that we generally care about the people that follow us that want to that trust us all in whatever form whether it's on the radio this podcast in print in business or whatever that's what uh the best thing we can't take that for granted and that's what some of those co-workers that we talked about before did and have done in the past so um you know as far as throwing people under the bus i don't want to do that there's more to the story um in the story about rob and i in the um him taking over ceo and things of the the network and one thing we didn't get into is that was pre- precipitated by one of our fellow co-workers and kind of lied to him about it lied to me about it and kind of pushed that whole agenda forward behind both of our backs in in uh, reality and you know we found out about it we realized that eventually and um you know th- there were items like that and you go off and you see promises made where are the promises kept this is going to happen that's going to happen and the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people in our space unfortunately in all of fantasy sports that love it's not just fantasy sports by the way i was in the tech business i worked for the government for 16 years i worked in the tech sector i ran my own tech company believe it or not (laughs) it's fucking amazing to think about it for roughly four years and then i stayed on as a consultant for two um years when i sold my company to ge back in 2003 so uh it's like that in, in many walks of life in many different businesses where people will promise. And sometimes those people rise very fast because they're believable and they're what we call good salesmen. And they tell you this, tell you this, tell you this, but nothing ever happens. And what I urge everybody is oh, always look at, look at bird in hand, look at what has been accomplished. Look at the, what's been done. Don't believe what people can say and, say anything in the world what's really done you know that that's a a thing the wife and i have arguments all the time about um uh just got a a whole new security system here at the compound you know and we redid security and redid you know all these things but it's like okay we have to look this up online what's the ratings what's the what, what does consumer reports say well you know fuck consumer reports no offense. I, I'm sure they mean well and all that, but I'm not like, are, what are they buying? What do the, the writers of that article, what, you know, we've had terrible, I've had terrible luck with appliances. When I moved to my new house in Arizona, they take, uh, or uh, you don't take, you take the appliances. So like I didn't have a refrigerator, stove, 
dishwasher, washer, dryer. Like it's just normal in Arizona to take that. In Illinois, you always left the shit always. But so we had to buy new stuff. And I went through like three refrigerators, uh, three sets of washer dryers. Like it's fucking incredible how bad of luck I get. And I'm, st- I'm because I read reviews and I always do my due diligence and it backfired on me for whatever reason. So I'm thinking, you know, what you got to do is when you visit people's houses, when you visit people, when you talk to people, ask them, what do you have? What kind of refrigerator do you have? Oh yeah, we have this. Are you happy with it? Yeah, I like that. Trust what they do, what they have. They could say, oh yeah, but I really like this and I really like that. I'm going to do this, but that, that's all bullshit. It's all just talk. You know, I know I'm on a tan- tangent here, but it's the truth. And that's what Rob and I had to go through. A lot of promises, a lot of we're going to do this, a lot of we want to do this, a lot of we're going to, this is you know, all the bullshit. And, you know, we just don't play that stuff anymore. I'm, I'm not playing that stuff ever again. It's just not happening. You know, if I tell you guys I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I don't accomplish it, I'm going to die trying. I'll go all the way to the bone to make sure I'm working towards whatever end I promise, whatever. I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to build this. I'm going to have this. We're going to do this. And then it never happens, you know, and I realize, and you of the OG elite mafia know there's a lot of that stuff happened when you first started out. And we didn't say it or I didn't for sure, but I don't think anybody said it misleadingly. They didn't try to mislead anybody, but it was all just talk and sales. You know, talk, 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 sell, 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 sell. And, you know, when it come down to it, well, yeah, we could build this, but you'd have to, you know, give up, uh, you know, 1% of your fucking commission or your bonus or whatever. And, oh, God, no, can't fucking do that. That was just a shitty way of doing business. And it wasn't even a business. So, um, yeah, those are some of the stories. People want to know who is the one guy I referenced last time. The one guy I, I truly dislike that was a former. I'm not going to do that. I uh, hope you guys understand why. It's just not. Again, I get nothing from it. I, I have no problem telling people, but I don't wish anybody harm or I don't want to. Because if I say who, then you say why, and then, you know, oh, you're an asshole. And then what ultimately it all leads to a point where I have to say, well, this guy took money under false pretense. And this guy, you know, stole money from people and misled people, uh, their business partners. And this person said they would do this. And all of a sudden, you know, you know accusations start flying. And then it's, it may hurt future employment and all that. I tell you, if you are in the fantasy industry and you're curious or you want to know, and I have had people come to me, a lot of them come to me on the side and say, Hey, you worked with so-and-so. What do you think? And I've never been dishonest with those people. I'll tell you exactly. I say, here's my experience. My experience is this, you know, I talk about um, fantasy alarm, a company I built from the ground up. Right. And my, business partners were there uh, that I've talked about many times and I have nothing but love and nothing but respect. Everybody there just did everything the right way. You know, just everything was, you know, at least above board. Even we had some disagreements at times, but I don't have a negative word to say. And I don't believe they have a negative word to say here. 
you know, and that's to me, that's the way it should be. You know, when you start, it's when you mislead people that trouble starts to happen. So anyway, that, uh, um, what else was there from that? I had so many freaking questions that you guys asked about that uh, particular podcast that uh, hope I've, I've hit all of them. Um, you guys want to know everything, Tommy G, Tommy G, Tommy G. And, uh, you know, maybe some people said I was too mean to Tommy. Some people said I was soft on Tommy. I don't, you know, I just, I don't, you know, I don't have anything but love for Tommy G. Nothing but love, right? Nothing at all. But the, the, the politics stuff, which he knew way before, he always knew it went way too far just not something i was ever into going to be into wanted to be into none of that like i'm that was never going to be something for me you know that was uh i'm not into the politics i've talked more politics over the last two months than i ever want to in my fucking life again i gotta stop i'm just you know all i know is you know, sometimes there's times for changes and we got to get back to normal. I'm about the work. Like let's put in the work and the work is ultimately what's going to help you in your own life. And I, I've said this a million times and I blast the people for selling out for a politician, but I, it's the same with an athlete or a team. Look at what happened to Detroit lions hiring Matt Campbell. Like dude, you're a lions fan. You, you don't, you don't, you don't have to be what you're born in, in Lansing. I have uh, uh, several cousins in Flint, Michigan, just outside of Flint, Michigan that live there. You know, you don't have to be a lions fan. Fuck the lions. They're screwing you over. They're placating you by using a former player as if that's the solution. They have no interest in winning. They've isolated the best player in their team in Matt Stafford. Now he wants to leave. It's absolute bullshit absolute positive bullshit man so um you know don't be placated don't give up your life every single one of you everybody is more important than these people live your life and live it right don't get don't get swept away so you know i I think that's what you know happened to tommy he got swept into something and if he believes it wonderful it's great but i know he had the greatest job maybe in all of sports here and it wasn't enough and he didn't didn't care about it anymore didn't you know something else is maybe it's a higher calling and that's great if it's true but you look around it's like none of nothing happened not none of it happened none and i mean none of it happened nothing happened uh, it was all bullshit and if you're still waiting it's still bullshit stop move on with your life you know uh, i'll say this too before i move on Ray Flowers and I were talking not too long ago, and it's kind of a weird thing. So I don't, nobody knows this about Ray Flowers, but he has like a master's degree in theology and shit. Like, obviously, super smart dude, but like, he has a lot of thoughts on life and spiritual stuff. It, like, you would never know because he just checks it. He doesn't, you know, he's not, he's just a regular dude, though, at the same time, you know, with all this information and knowledge and what he's studied and researched. But You know, and I I said to him, and I mean this, like we all put it this way. If you guys are 25 or older and maybe maybe you have to be 30 or older and you look back at like high school, junior high, elementary school, 
think about who your friends were and who your enemies were and all that. Then you go back. Anybody ever been to a, like a 10 year reunion? I think I went to my 10 year and that was it. Um, that's a 10 year college reunion. How about that shit? That was weird. Um, I don't know why I did that, by the way, that was one of the worst that nobody showed up. I realized I was an idiot. Um, but the, um, you get together and you thought, Oh, these people, I know some people, I remember working the NFL draft in Chicago first or second year that it was there. And a guy came up to me that was just an asshole in high school, just an asshole to me. He wasn't even popular. Like I had better standing than he did, but the kid was just a total asshole. You know, I, I won't say his name, but he's big fat fuck too, man. Just kids, just the worst fucking scumbag just an asshole nobody really liked him but he was a tough he was real tough real strong so you know and i would stand up to him and he didn't like that so we didn't get along very well he came up though at the booth and he's like high five he's like he wants his picture uh taken and stuff like and it was it was a weird moment because we're all like broing out like dude remember this guy's class and remember when we used to go get high at, at lunchtime and you'd be there and and I was like, yeah, I was like, you would like shit on all me and my friends, but yeah, whatever, you know, what? And it was like, you know, one of those moments where you realize like you're not, really aren't enemies. We all share the earth at the same time. And that should make us all allies. Everybody who's here right now, and I don't care what nationality you are, what continent you live on and any of it, like all that's all bullshit. It's all shit to divide us. All of it is just stuff that's made to divide us. We, we really have more in common with our mortal enemies right now than we will with somebody, somebody in our family in two generations from now. I've done a lot of ancestry stuff and, you know, go back and look at, you know, my ancestors and, and shit from the old country back in Galway, Ireland. And it's just like, you know, I couldn't even imagine talking to them. What we'd even talk about. It's just a different, the world is a different place. You know, all of us, whether you hate me or like me and chances are you like me if you download this podcast, but you know, we, we would be able to hang out and have conversations. We have a lot in common compared to forefathers of even 50 years ago, hundred years ago, you know, and it should bring us all together more and it somehow it doesn't. And that's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like I think that there's too many things out there that try to divide everybody and try to divide us and make us enemies and hate each other. And think of like murders. God, fuck you murdering people. What's wrong with people? Fuck. I watched Dateline fucking crazy assholes. What are you doing? You don't have to kill anybody. Just get the fuck out of there. Like when my wife and I have a fight and she, she could tell you the same thing. I don't, I don't ever, there's no threat. There's no violence. I said, I, I threaten how I've probably threatened her 300 times that I'm going to move to Wichita. That's it. That's my big threat. I'm not, I'm just not going to fight. I don't, I'm not going to worry about taking something from you. I just want to go away. I just want to be in a better environment. I'll go to live in middle America by myself in a fucking you know, a, a one bedroom apartment, just be smiling all the time. Watch all the pornography I want, do whatever, eat what, all the fast food I want, all the garbage I want to like, That's, that's, that's it. You know, just do what I want to do. I don't, I don't need to take something from somebody. I need to hurt other people. I need to kill or injure. Fuck's wrong with you guys. You know, it was, I just don't get it. 
You don't need that. You don't need to tear other people down to make yourself feel better. You just don't need it. I don't need it. You don't need it. Somehow it's instinctual inside of us. And it's a choice that we all have to make. And that's sort of where I'm at with the former, some of the former employees here at Elite. Oh, by the way, yeah, a great story about a great follow-up to that. And before I move on to some football talk here is that no sooner we record this, that um, sure enough, we're going to have another announcement here soon of somebody leaving, you know, somebody we care about and has been with us for a while, but uh, they're going to leave the company too, because they're going to work with one of our other former people. And it's like, all right, well, I know our feelings. None at all. As a matter of fact, it's, you know, I think this guy's a great worker and all that. But um, okay. <laughs> okay. Going to go fall for it. And the other company thinks that they're pulling one over on us. Ha <laughs> ha, we got him. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I, okay, great. What, what bothers me is this. I look at what people are making and what we pay them. And, you know, I, I know every one of our employees, I know how many kids they have, you know, married, not married, you know, where in the country they live, house, apartment, you know, I, I keep tabs of everything just so I know uh, I'm not, not because I'm an executive here or because I'm a, a shareholder, but because I genuinely do care. And I want to make sure everybody's happy in their life. And if I don't want to take somebody who has two, three kids, I don't want to have them working eight, nine, 10 at night, you know, or, you know, or I should say like six to eight at night doing this shit because, uh, you know, that's time they could spend with their family. You know, sometimes it's inevitable, but I want to understand to be a better boss or better, I hate that word, but better uh, manager got to know what everybody's going through and what, where they're coming from, you know, where they live, what time zone they're in, what's the best time to reach them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what worries me is I know most of the companies in our space don't, they don't care about it. They don't worry about it. They don't know it. They're not going to take time to worry about it. And a lot of people want, you know, company, Hey, we're going to start a brand new company, fantasy sports. Okay, here we go. But starting from the ground up and we're going to do it in a pandemic and we're going to promise we'll pay you this and we'll pay you this and all this money. Here's what our sales are going to be. And here's the percentage. I, if somebody, any of our guys can make more money and be happier in their lives somewhere else, I am all about it. High five, handshakes, bro hugs, whatever it takes. But being sold, bro, we're going to make so much money, man. We're fucking do this. That's, that's quite honestly, that's how I got here. That's how I came to Elite. I don't really, I founded, you know, one of the founders of Fantasy Alarm. Not the founder, but I was one of the people built the whole thing. And I had equity and I had all that, right? And uh, I, I kind of, in a way, I fell for it. It could have been a real detriment to my career, especially if I bought, if I bought the Kool-Aid started drinking it. It would have ruined my career. If I ever lost track and sight of what's really important, that's anybody who listens to me, anybody who uh, uses my content, videos, writing, you know, betting, DFS, you know, the, the list, the radio show, the podcast, you, know, you guys are really what's important. 
to me in my career. And if I would have fall for the Kool-Aid and thought, oh, I'm just going to make all this fucking money, man, fucking money, man. Yeah. Then you, when you fall for that shit, you lose track of what's important. And I'm very thankful I never did, but I worry about people that leave us because I, I protect people. Like we protect people. Rob and I protected everybody during the pandemic, whether it was ideal for everybody or not, but we got through it. You know, we did everything we could. It's not just Rob, right? It's everybody. We all pulled together in those times. But so <laughs> I wish everybody the best. But I know for a fact the people have left here under false pre or one pretense or another. They go to another place and then they hit me up two months later, like, dude, I haven't gotten a paycheck yet. They're fucking holding pay because they didn't hit the sales number. They didn't do this. And I'm just like, oh. I don't know what else to, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I don't know what else to tell you it is what it is. So anyway, uh, that's the follow-up from episode 49. If there are any other questions or anything you guys want me to hit a lot of time during this off season, you know, I'm going to get into fantasy baseball. Um, I mentioned next week, Super Bowl 55 full preview coming on board there. I'm going to tackle other topics. There's other ta- topics that you'd like me to hit. Um, I will do that. I have, um, you know, one of one of the topics I don't think I've really hit yet, and something that I'm go. I think I'm going to in a future show is race, and get into my feelings on race and racism and things like that. Uh, I kind of get not forced into it. I don't. I don't mind talking about. It. I've never mind talking about it. Everybody gets scared of talking about shit like that. And never has bothered me, but Sirius XM is doing a big push for the month of February, Black History Month. And it's just a weird kind of setup. Like it's a just a weird, you guys will see it. Those of you who listen to the Sirius XM show, uh, you'll notice it. Not just my show, it's all the shows. And, and well, I, again, I'm in, I'll talk about any topic you want. I'm not afraid of it. Don't mind talking about it, giving you my opinion. I'm not ashamed of my opinions. Um, my opinions can be changed, you know, if I get facts and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's something that I need to discuss because I think that, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of things happen. And uh, I think why certain things are important and uh, my thoughts on that. So that's, that's a topic I'm planning to take on in the very near future. I've talked about, uh, I'll probably give an update on, you know, how 2020 affected my mental health. You know, I've gone through depression, stuff like that before. Uh, I've been upfront about that recent podcast since the football season ended. I kind of, I feel myself, it's like, I know I have addiction. My whole family has addiction problems. I've talked about that before. Talked about my old man, his alcoholism. Um, uh, I, you know, I love, dude, I could drink. You guys have seen me. I folks have been with elite sports, elitefantasy.com for years. No, I, you know, me and Tommy would do those shows. I'd get ripped to, cause I can't stop. Like I, I, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't abuse it that way, but I could be easy. No fucking problem. I love the sweet taste of bourbon. Oh God, I'd love it. Like Frank the tank. And it's just a matter of mind over matter and controlling it. And, um, people reach out to me this past year and, and you know, ask me to talk about addiction and things like that. And I'm happy to do so happy to talk about any topics. If I could help anybody 
in any walk of life or not even help just talk about it. We can have these conversations on the show. You know, we'll talk obviously a lot in sports. We'll get into fantasy baseball, NCAA tournament. That's going to be absolutely awesome. Can't wait to talk about that. So I got a lot of fun things planned in the episodes ahead. Let's talk though, uh, reflect on the AFC and NFC championship games. By now it's all settled in bucks and chiefs, super bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. Uh, I made a big stink the other day when I talked about Aaron Rodgers on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio. So he's not a winner. This guy's just not a winner. And I don't know what else can be said. And then people, well, his record is a winning record. He's done very well. And he's got this. And I, none of that is arguing. I'm not arguing any of that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He may be just one of the best of this generation as pure quarterbacks. My argument is he's not a winner. Owen 42. Thank you for whoever sent me this tweet. I didn't even know this. Owen 42 when trailing in the fourth quarter against winning teams in his career. Let that sink in. The only he has gotten bludgeoned in four NFC championship games in his career, uh, five or four of them. Well, he won one. Uh, granted, he's gotten that far. Congratulations to him, which is fantastic. But uh, also he his only win came against Caleb Haney who had to replace an injured Jay Cutler in the first quarter against the Chicago bears in 2010. Yeah. The 2010 playoffs was in 2011. That's the only time they won that game by one touchdown and he threw for 240 yards and two touchdowns in a terrible performance. He's just never done very well in those in NFC championship games. He won that one and every single one since loser, 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 loser. And you got to wonder, okay, what the, you know, what's this guy made of? And the fact that he was so quick to blame his coach, we thought we we're going for it. We thought we we're going to go for it. I'll fuck you. Punch, but a liar. Just God damn liar. Frustrating. Rogers is a great quarterback. Nobody's going to take that away. But a winner, man. Tom Brady's a fucking winner. It's all he is. And I'm not a Brady fan. But it's hard not to be. Not. It's very hard not what he's done this year. Going to Tampa, brand new team. We've seen the struggles all year long. And, and Tom Brady, the, how you know what a winner is? Here's here's the thing. Maybe this will help everybody understand or help me explain it better to you. What I was talking about earlier, you know, about people and worrying about yourself. Don't worry about the talent. Don't worry about the how people view you and your life. Just do your job. Your job is to get to the Super Bowl of your life. Your job is to win the NFC and AFC championship games of your life, the divisional, to make the playoffs of your life. Your that's your job. Don't worry how everybody looks. We, you know, again talked about this so many times but i'm not gonna win any fashion shows i'm not gonna win any modeling contests you know truth be told i've been told i'm good looking in the past i've been told i'm ugly as fuck in the past and i don't care i want to be clean i want to be healthy i want to be a good person 
But as far as how I look, I have a giant face. I don't, what do I, I can't spend time on that shit. Not worried about that. I'm not going to blame other people. Well, sunlight isn't right. And, you know, my parents and no, fuck that. No, Aaron Rodgers does that though. He just complains. He's really good at what he does in the moment. It doesn't, he makes a fucking excuse and passes the buck. It's, oh, I don't have enough receivers. I don't have this. I don't have that. Tom Brady just goes out wins. Tom Brady played like shit and still won. Tom Brady has played like shit in quite a bit conference championship games. Played like shit in some Super Bowls. Still won. Right? It's, it's you don't have to. Your job isn't to look the best. Your job isn't to be prettiest. Your job is to win. Win life, be better, whatever it takes. Be a better husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, parent, brother, cousin, son, daughter, whatever it is. That's what our job is. Be a better worker. Be a better employee. Well, if I was the manager, I would blank, blank, blank. I would do this, that, and that. If I was the manager, you're not the manager. You're, you're not, but you're not the manager. Yeah, but I should be. Well, maybe you should. Maybe, but you're not. So shut the fuck up and do your job. Be the best assistant manager you can be you know be the best thing that you could be and you will be you'll be stunned and once you let that shit go once you stop making excuses like aaron freaking rogers maybe you aaron rogers probably should have like three super bowl rings at least but he he's got the excuses before they're even made before even they even happen he knew he just blame. I don't have enough weapons. Offensive line got hurt. Uh, uh, you didn't go for it on fourth down. It was kind of cold. Maybe it was rainy. Oh, uh, something always comes up. He beat Caleb Haney played like shit. Somehow the team still won. Right. And then, then what, then when, where did it go from there? He lost, uh, against Atlanta in 2017. I know that. Gave me through for three touchdowns, but also interception. 280 yards in that one. You know, then he lost San Francisco, got his butt whooped last year. At San Francisco, remember, he was supposed to supposed to breeze through that too. Didn't do it. Lost to Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else it takes, but Aaron Rodgers is great quarterback, but not a winner. But that's bottom fucking line. Patrick Mahomes, he's a winner. Already. Already. Took him two years. Eh. Just already. And yeah, he's got Andy Reid and that helps. But, you know, that kid is is locked and loaded. uh, And that Chiefs team is going to be hard to beat. I, I don't see Tampa Bay beating them. I'll have my official prediction on the podcast next week. But, you know, it's just. I don't know how you beat him. It's so much, so many weapons. And ultimately in that game, what it all came down to between Buffalo and, and uh, Kansas city was the same offense, just pass heavy, um, you know, one dimensional defense, neither can stop the run very well, but their defense, their secondary is very good. Um, You know, Kansas city is not as good. They don't have the playmakers on defense that Buffalo did, and, you know, guys like Matt Milano, Tredavious White, and, and those guys, Teron Johnson even, but they couldn't control. You don't have an answer to when you got Tyree. Here's Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Mecole Hardman, 
when they're healthy, Sammy Watkins, Daryl Williams, we've seen them merge. Like you don't have answers. There's so many weapons and you have a quarterback that is the straw that stirs the whole drink that can get the ball to any one of them in any space. You know, Andy Reid identifies where to go with the ball, tells Mahomes what to do and Mahomes executes. It's a perfect football team, perfect offense, right? It's what Bill Walsh and Joe Montana had back in the day. It's the exact thing. It's not as aggressive. You know, Walsh did the opposite. He was dink and dunk. Best thing available. Remember, we I did a whole podcast on the, the Bill Walsh mentality. You know, just do your job. Do that was that's Bill Belichick. But uh, you know, just get the ball high percentage, high percentage, high percentage. Andy Reid does a variation of that, but he's got a huge weapon in Patrick Mahomes to be able to do that. And the Buffalo Bills offense, you know, they surprised all of us all year long by being the third pat, most pass heavy offense in the national football league. And Josh Allen made huge strides and Stefan Diggs emerged as a great weapon for him, but that was it. They only had Diggs. There was no other weaponry. They had no running game whatsoever. Devin Singletary is a joke. They used TJ Yeldon as much as Singletary. That can't happen. Right. You could win the shitty AFC East going away like that a couple big wins i mean listen colts and baltimore that's a good two good wins signature wins for that buffalo team and buffalo you know they were they were ahead they did everything they could possibly do kansas city's just got more firepower buffalo needs more weapons this is where now you're at a point. All these teams come NFL draft time are going to go and draft all these fucking wide receivers. Just stupid. Just stupid. It's like eating whipped cream and a cherry for dinner. Right? It's, it's idiotic. When you don't have a good offensive line, you can't pass protection. You don't have a quarterback that can get the ball. And quite frankly, you don't have coaches that good, give good play design. Get speedy guys and big bodied receivers. You can't get them isolated. When you don't have that, you, there's no point to the, having a great receiver Receiver is the most dependent position in football, right? It's all it is. So do whatever you're, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to pretend, but I'm telling you that um, without more weapons, you know, Buffalo is a team that needs some of these receivers and you get into the draft and you, you, you want to look at Devonte Smith and Jamar chase and some of these wide receivers like God, ah, Buffalo should be salivating for them. The problem is those guys are going to be drafted by shitty teams like fucking uh, Detroit, Philadelphia. And, and there's so many receivers going to go early to teams that have so many other needs, but those good playmaker. We get Jalen Waddle. Well, who's your quarterback? Well, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Well, you're an idiot. That's stupid. Stupid. Yeah, just stupid. So we'll see who the Buffalo Bills get. They need upgrades from John Brown and Cole Beasley. Beasley put up numbers. I get it. Fantasy people, we like like the output. But you're never beating Kansas City with that. When Bill Belichick gets all his guys back this year, that – AFC East is going to be much, much tougher. But kudos to the Bills and Bills Mafia for doing amazing, amazing job all year long. But at the same time, 
anybody in the AFC had. It's why Tom Brady left. Tom Brady left doing that. Everyone thinks, oh, he couldn't stand Belichick. Nah, bullshit. Tom Brady loves to win. Tom Brady's a winner. That's why he's a winner. He doesn't care where he is. Bill, he's used Bill Belichick all these years. He's used him. Like, he just used him. He knows he gets him the best chance to win. He, you know, they could win together. They could win. And then he realized, oh, shit, this Mahomes-Andy Reid thing ain't going away. Signed a 10-year deal for half a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go take my talents to Tampa. <laughs> Give me as many weapons as I possibly can with a pretty good head coach and Bruce Arians, and I'll just figure it out in the NFC because I, I ain't getting there in the AFC. And that's ultimately why I think Kansas City's going to win this game. But again, we'll break it down from every single angle, just in case. So those are my takeaways from the game. Um, it was another profitable week in DFS for us. It's unbelievable. Two out of three weeks now profitable in the uh, in daily fantasy football in the postseason. Just amazing. You know, we did so we are now 17 out of 20 profitable weeks. That's crazy, man. It's like, I don't want the season to end. I don't or I want next season to begin right now. I can't figure out which one I want more, but uh, I love this winning and hopefully we get it one more time. One last time. We'll do it in uh, Super Bowl 55. I'll have my Super Bowl 55 right up for you over at elitefantasy.com there as well. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, I want to get into some party games, some fun things to do for Super Bowl uh, as well. I'll tell you one of the uh, fun things to do, one thing you can do still for the NFL, and you could do it for NBA, NHL every single night. That's the play over there on stathero.com. That's right. Let's talk some numbers, folks. When you see millions of dollars every week being offered in traditional DFS, it lures you in, right? I know you guys are the milli or the, the mega million players. You just want to go and get your ticket, right? Everybody thinks they have a shot at the million dollar fantasy lotto ticket, but how often are you actually cashing in? I'll answer that. Never. Did you know that less, you have less than a 1% chance to win any real money in those contests? Well, now you can play something better. Stat Hero. I've been talking about this. Stat Hero provides daily fantasy survivor pools that give you easier chances to win. No more sharks, no more competing with thousands of other liners. You compete against Stat Hero. If you beat Stat Hero, boom, you get paid. That's it. Stat Hero runs DFS Survivor Pool across all sports that pays you out every time you advance. No more rankings or impossible odds. You guys want to win for once? Try competing against just Stat Hero and experience the difference. Use the promo code ELITE, E L I T E, for a 25% match on your first deposit. And now Stat Hero can be played on any mobile device on stathero.com going to be all baseball season, all NBA. Get in there as well, folks. It's a great thing. I love the Stat Hero app, one of my favorites. Uh, all right, so to, next week, as I talked about, we're going to do a lot of Super Bowl stuff. I love the Super Bowl. I love it. It's the football. It's the, the engagement. It's the holiday. I was telling my wife the other day, it, it's my favorite. I'm a Christmas guy, so I love Chris. Christmas is number one. Super Bowl is probably my second favorite holiday of the year. I've never, I never had birthday parties. That's a podcast. That's a podcast for you. Um, I'm talking about my birthday. Maybe I'll, you know, my birthday's in the summer, but I don't celebrate birthdays. I kind of cringe when I get invited to other people's. 
it's I have a weird association with birthdays coming from my childhood. Uh, I'm 43 years old. How if you? I'll give you uh, or guess. Try to guess how many birthday parties I've had in my life. From a kid, like from infancy, all the way up. All you count them on one hand, right? And uh, I think one was my 30th. It was the, I remember that was a big party. And then we did something for 40th. And then I think it was like my 38th. That's it. That's it. That was it. So, um, but I'll, I'll talk about that some other time. And, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, Thanksgiving, I like, uh, for July solid, but I love, I love Super Bowl. Just so many parties. When you come to my house on a Super Bowl, for a Super Bowl party, you're going to get everything. I've got so many different games to play, so many ways to lose and or win your money, you know, just just lots of things. So I wanted to go over the Jeff Bad Super Bowl party games for everybody. I've got eight of them and then some bonus ones I'll throw at you here as well. Eight things to do for your Super Bowl 55 party. I am uh, not having a big bash. As I mentioned, I'll have a couple of family over. Um, we just, some of my family work in the medical field and, you know, with COVID and everything else, it's just not, ultimately it's not worth, you know, the, the get together. Everybody's watching the same game on the same TV. So we can play these games virtually and we're going to do that. And we're going to have zoom going and all that so i've got a couple of my media family coming over and that is about and then you know who lives in my house that's it and then the rest will be on the phones and zoom on and but we're gonna have fun we're all be talking because we're gonna be we're gonna get these games going early send it around pass it around we could digitally pay via paypal and venmo and zelle and all that shit uh the first game is called firsts that's right um so it's called, this game is called first in this game. You choose categories such as touchdown animal in a commercial penalty. You could, you can do the purpose of all these games are things that you can do with a, a, a eight year old or an 88 year old and you know, foot big time football fan or casual football fan, or somebody who doesn't even like sports. All of these games could be played with everything. This one, you just choose, you line up five to 10 categories and you, and you guess who will be the first blank first touchdown first, first down first catch first uh, fumble first penalty, whatever it is for the football fan. If then you have to decide if you're, if you're hardcore football of everybody at your party or in your group is football fan, then you could do the football ones. Otherwise, you do maybe if it's some sort of moderate, a mix of eh, some big time football fans, but also some casual people. Well, then you do first touchdown, first car commercial, right? Get the commercials and go. First song to be sung by the weekend at, at on uh, during halftime. You know, you know what I'm saying. You spread it out amongst the other social actions. First person to spill at your party if you want to go like just. You know, good. And the first person to sing, first person to swear, first person to bring up. If you're a, a, a Bills fan, you're Bills Mafia, first person to bring up the Bills. You could play it that way. You know, who's going to do that first? 
as well. So, you know, just the first, it's real easy. You just put up your categories. Let's say you have 10 of them. Um, and, and then everybody fills out a sheet. You know, here's what I think the firsts are. Nice and easy, right? Uh, the second Super Bowl party game that uh, I'm a fan of, I have tons of these. It's called Strip Cards. Where are my, where are my uh, bartenders at? Where are the people that are, are the old uh, hanging out at bars? You know, I played fantasy football since 1989. In 1992, I started playing in higher stakes, not higher stakes, 100 bucks entry fee for me as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old. That was high stakes. And I used to draft in the backs of bars, Shooters Bar and Grill in Palo Sites, Illinois. Like I would, this is where I'd be in the back of the bar at 13, 14, right? I'd have to have my parents drive me, the whole thing. So, but you did strip cards. And basically here's how that, you could buy actual strip cards um, or you could just do, use a deck of cards. Have a an ace, a two, a three, a four, a five, a six, a seven, an eight, a nine, and a ten. The ten acts as the zero, and you got to get ten people to play. You know, shuffle them all up. Everybody puts in ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever it is. Let's say everybody puts in ten dollars. There's ten participants, so you get a hundred. There's a hundred bucks in the pot, right? Now you can go up. You can do a thousand dollar strip card. You can do whatever amount. It works. You do $1 if you're playing just with the kids or something. And then everybody picks out a random card. Now, whatever card it has, let's say you draw a, let's say you have an ace because an ace is a one. Ace equals one. So the halftime score and the final score have to add to that number has to be the last digit. So let's say you do draw an ace, 17, 14 at halftime. You take the seven and the four equals what? 11. That's a one. So the one wins. See what I did there? So the one would win. If it's seven to three at halftime, seven plus three is zero. So the zero wins. Okay. And then, you know, you just add those numbers together, whatever it is. And that last digit one through or zero through nine wins. And you do a halftime and a final for that one. So if I did $10 entry, 50 bucks for half, hundred bucks to win or uh, 50 bucks, at halftime, 50 bucks for the final score. Strip cards, nice and easy. Uh, Super Bowl bingo is number three. Uh, love this one. You can do as many categories as you want. I'd suggest something like players, teams, terms, celebrities, and then whatever channel, what's it on this year? Is it NBC? Uh, NBC shows. And then you just create whatever the bingo card you want. A little bit harder, it takes a little bit more work, but. Um, it's sort of something if you have a wife or girlfriend or boyfriend, husband, whatever, will help you out and come up with some of the terms and things and, you know, just make it fun. It could be one's hardcore football column. So like a pass is a category, a run is a category, a fumble, you know, whatever happens in the game. The other one is what the broadcasters say every time they mention, you know, they say each other's name that, that, you know, that's a square. And you just make bingo cards out of it, right? You create cards with all those categories. Um, and then we cover them up, obviously play it like regular bingo. So you know, just keep track all the way through. I would suggest having categories that have all different, you know, one football heavy, one loose football, one not at all football, one, you know, tiny bit about the game, one about, you know, the broadcast or halftime or 
the mix, you know, before post game show, even you can go into it if people are going to stick around, but Super Bowl bingo, uh, my fourth Super Bowl party game. This is the most popular squares, right? Easy. Make a grid. They have them online. Now you can print them out. Very, very easy. Uh, similar to strip cards where you, you're adding up the scores at this one in squares, you do all four quarters. You pick the, everybody fills out the grid first, a hundred spaces in there. You, you could, if you have five people, I have five in my family, everybody put their name on 20 different places, draw the numbers at the end. And then the scores correspond. If you're doing it for money and you get a hundred friends or, you know, however many people will buy squares, uh, do it that way. Always draw the numbers at the very end. And, uh, and then you pay out. Let's say if, if we did the same thing, um, well, if you, let's say you did $1 a square and you had a hundred dollars in there. So $25 wins quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, right? Boom, boom, boom. Nice and easy for everybody. Now, if you were to do, um, if you wanted to do more money or you want to, uh, you know, be different in a, a square setting, you can do, uh, you could split it up five ways. Uh, that's first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and final. And that essentially, unless the game goes to overtime, which it's only happened once with Atlanta and, and uh, New England, where fourth quarter essentially wins two, you know, fourth is usually the final score. So, I mean, that's a way to mix it up and add some, you know, a little bit extra and build a little momentum and make sure that final payout is the bigger payout for whoever wants the fourth quarter. Uh, so that's easy. I think everybody knows that one relatively easily. The, not, the fifth one is my personal favorite. It's a game that I created and other companies have taken it and are using it, but not under my name. Cause I own it. It's the ultimate Super Bowl pool. And I've been doing this since 2001. And in there, I always have a mixture of football-centric questions, the, uh, the national anthem. I have, you know, everything. Uh, um, you know, I, I will have absolutely everything in my ultimate pool. You know, every single thing you could possibly imagine. So I'll ask you questions like, you know, what, what's the coin toss? What's the, uh, um, you know, how long is the anthem will be? What's the, you know, all, every possible thing you could think of from halftime. I'll run through a couple of them. I always do the bets. So like, you know, whatever chiefs minus three and a half or bucks plus three and a half over and under the coin toss, the game time temperature, first commercial after kickoff, first animal to star in a commercial first network show, whatever network it's, I don't even know what network it's on this year. Uh, what song will be sung at halftime? What will a halftime performer wear? What color um, you know, most rushing yards? Will there be a two point conversion uh, team to have the first penalty, the first punt, the first field goal, the first turnover. Will there be a challenge? Yeah. Just a bunch of fun questions that are very, very easy for everybody to answer, you know? And um, you know, I, that's the ultimate Super Bowl pool. I think I have 20 questions on every one of my sheets and you fill it out and 
it's all every you get one point for every single category except final score or who will win you get two points for that two points for the final score and two points for the mvp so if you get those things right those are the most important categories it's the simplest right uh, you have a very very good chance of winning so it's it's a, it's a lot of fun that one my wife loves to track one of the only things she likes about the game is tracking all those things and keeping score throughout and saying who's in the lead and who needs what. And that's a fun thing to do. The other uh, pass the cup. One of my favorite things, this is my favorite game to play at a baseball game. If you never played pass the cup, what's wrong with you? Uh, this one is everyone puts in money. Or, or the host could create a prize. That's another thing. If you're the host of this and money's tight and you guys aren't into the gambling aspect, then put up a prize. Do lottery tickets. Do a gift card to Starbucks or Amazon or something, you know, and just create a, a prize. It's still fun for everybody, but, you know, if, if your party guests are willing to put in money, you put in uh, however uh, much you want, and then you – Pass. Let's say everybody put in, say you have 20 people, everybody put in a buck, right? It's pretty easy. Then you start out around the room and every play, every play, somebody else gets the cup. Everybody passes to the first, you know, first play is the kickoff. I'm holding the cup. Uh, and then the kickoff goes, it's a touchback. All right, I pass the cup to Ted Schuster, who's sitting to my left or right. or And then he holds the cup. It's the first down. They run the ball. They pass the cup. And basically, the goal of the game is to be holding the cup on the play that they score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown, you take, you get all the money in the cup. There you go. You get, the, in this case, in that example, you get 20 bucks. And then everybody put in a new dollar. You start again. And then you go around every single one. It gets, you know, it's fun. It's it's a blast to play it, but it's for you know people who are actually going to sit around and watch the game a little bit. You could always say, oh, you know, so, Debbie, it's your turn, or uh, Angelo, it's your turn, or you know, you you have the cup and just keep track. Somebody's got to keep track of who's supposed to be holding the cup. That way, you know, if you guy throws a long pass. And you know, Tom Brady airs it out. Evans catches it and the Brashad Breland falls to the ground. He runs in for a six yard touchdown. Like you didn't think you're going to win, but you won. Boom. You get it. You know, or if you're on the goal line and you're holding the cup and Edwards Alaris stood up on first down, you're fuck, you know, you pass the cup next to the next guy gets a chance. So that's a, a blast. Uh, I love playing that one. The seventh Super Bowl party game is salary cap fantasy. Um, DFS. It's just like DFS, but a salary cap game you could actually use you could download the csv spreadsheets for either FanDuel or DraftKings and use it and have everybody at your party choose four players that equal you have ten thousand dollars or you could use the exact format or you could join a contest in dfs as well but uh that's one of those you know to make this even if you wanted to do something like this uh, so salary cap version, it's DFS, essentially. I will go one step further with number seven in that um, something I've done in the past is I've put all the list of players, all offensive players. I think I did defense too. That's up to you. Um, including the kicker. And I fold them up in little piece of paper. Everybody who comes into the house, everybody who comes in for the party gets 
to pick four players, four names out of the hat. Those are your four fantasy players. And then you just total them up at the end and put the points, you know, somebody will best way to do is put on spreadsheet. I didn't do it on the spreadsheet. I totaled it all up at the end, which did take a long time, but you know, I, I think I had like 50, 60 people at my party. So it was fucking nuts. But if you have 10 people, you're easy, you know, everybody around. So everybody likely will pick out a completely different team and just play a straight up four on four fantasy game with it. So that's number seven. And uh, number eight, boat racing. This is <laughs> um, real easy. Um, a team of party goers. So you break into teams. You have to finish your drinks or shots or whatever, just like a regular, if you ever did boat racing with uh, the, with beers and shots, I'm sure you guys, we've all been to fucking dorms and, you know, gotten crazy at times back in our younger years, at least. And uh, every time there's a score or a commercial or a quarter, the winning team gets whatever the prize is. Either everybody put in five bucks or maybe the host has lottery tickets or whatever it is. That one can get, <laughs> get real fucked up because got to have your heaviest drinkers in that one. Please, please don't drive. If you're doing that Uber, have a designated driver something of that uh of that line so there you go eight different ways to enjoy your super bowl party games uh, there's a commercial bingo which is played just during i didn't bring that up i forgot during super bowl bingo you could just do a commercial that way you don't during the game you're not distracted this is only for the commercials uh player props you could do that you could choose different player props so over and under game where just like i said with the firsts Instead of just doing first, you can just do all over unders if you want to do that. Um, so there you go. Those are a bunch of different ways to enjoy your Super Bowl 55 party. Hope everybody does it and does it very, very safely. Holy shit. I am already out of time. I don't like to go over an hour necessarily with some of these. I, I know um, we did last week with Rob. That was great. When I have a guest, it's definitely a little bit better, but I don't think you guys want to hear me bitching and complaining about more than just an hour. Um, that's it. I'm going to, uh, we'll be recording Ted Schuster and I, maybe even some other guests. We'll try to round up some other folks in uh, for next week's Super Bowl 55 preview. Appreciate you guys tuning in again. Tell your friends, tell your family, wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, everybody about the podcast. If you enjoy it or if you think they're going to enjoy it, leave your commentary uh, on the Google Play Store, on iTunes Store. Really do appreciate that stuff matters. People look at it. Sponsors look at it and and all that good stuff. And it makes me feel warm and fuzzy when you like it. Or even when you don't, as long as I think you're listening, I don't care because I, I like to crank out more episodes, especially with more time going on right now. If there's any topics you want me to tackle, at Jeff underscore Mans, always, always there. Follow me, uh, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Listen to my radio show Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Elite Sports on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Series 210 XM 87 fantasy sports talk in a car, getting coffee every weekday morning also is a show I do while I'm driving to get my morning coffee. It's, you know, afternoon on the East coast, late morning for me out on the West coast, but that's on my Twitter feed at Jeff underscore man. Hope you guys like this episode. If there's anything else again, 
Just hit me up on that. Remember, we may disagree on lots of things today, especially all you Aaron Rodgers lovers out there. You may not like what I have to say, and that's perfectly all right. Why? Because it was just one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces!